Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. That's Jake. And that's Melissa. And this is best friend hood. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Jake, how are you? I'm doing really well. I've had a super stellar week. How are you? I'm so excited to hear that. You know, my week has been pretty adventurous as well. I mean, maybe adventurous isn't the right word. It's been just fine. Okay. Yeah. We'll take just fine. You know what I've been looking forward to? What is that? Being together with you. Weird. I've been looking forward to that too. Oh, nerd alert. Nerd alert. Because we are now officially episode three. Episode three. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. So we've decided that this episode, we are having a quote unquote topic. A quote unquote topic indeed. And that topic is... Being present. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah, I came wrapped in a, a gift ribbon, and and then you just looked at me really weird. So not being a present? We may have had a communication error there. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, a The bow on your head was a nice touch, though. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about being present. And, you know, what was kind of fun is we were trying to gently go over what this week's episode is going to be about and you know first one right off the bat we talked about where we want this to go being present literally and i think Mm -hmm. what's easiest to correlate with is Mm -hmm. taking your devices away and you know actually being present in stuff yeah because in the world that we live in it's a constant thing. Sidebar. People who keep their ringer on all of the time. I will never understand that. I spent, let's see, three years of my life being on call for work. I never want to hear my ringtone ever again. I still, there is one Apple ringtone that if I hear, my heart freezes, I get chills, It's literally like a form of PTSD, I think, where when I hear that, everything stops and I panic and go, where's my phone? I've got two hours to get to the airport. Oh, wait, I haven't been a flight attendant for five years. I'm fine. So would it be horrible of me to ask you to imitate that ringer? I I don't think I could, honestly. Will you try? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. It would be too distressing. I really I don't think I could do it. Which is why I asked. Thank you for asking. I was really trying to push for you to do it, though. Yeah, I agree. Because, honest, for the... When was the last time I always had my ringer on? It was probably when I had my Verizon slide phone. It was like that oh, little yes, tiny... Oh, yes, the little... Was it a Palm? It... Um palm pilot or no, something like that it was that? small like, even smaller than that it was like the size of a tic-tac case but the you could slide the front portion upward right and then the keyboard would be within underneath it yeah uh-huh. and so you could set it when you would slide it up and go whoop and you'd oh close gosh. it and go whoop 
That's super cute. I mean, the sounds were the only reason why I kept that on. Otherwise, my it's vibrate. Oh, yeah. Like, but I'll tell you one thing. I can hear when my phone vibrates. If I'm cleaning the house and I'm in a different room, I it's almost subliminal. The and you can feel the vibe. You're like a bat with echolocation. You just, you can sense it. You know, there are a lot of other things that I could be better at, but apparently this is the one thing I'm real good at. Hey, you know, sis, we all have our own things. Thank you. So anyway, we're talking about devices and um, the distraction that they are. I think why this came to mind for me is I remember when we were first starting to hang out on the rig, mm-hmm. you know, like we did. Back in the day. Yeah. And you are one of those people who enjoy having an Apple Watch mm-hmm. on. Always kind of a little bit jealous just because it seems like so much fun. And like your Dick Tracy. They are kind of neat. Right. You can answer your phone like this. I'm holding my wrist up to my mouth. And literally have a phone call. Right. Oh, like Dick a super Tracy secret talked agent. into a shoe, though. That's my Oh, bad. yeah, that's true. He did. Oh, no, that's get smart. I'm wrong. Anywhoosh. So. It's very, like, go-go gadget wrist phone. Exactly. It's super secret agent mm-hmm. stuff. He's a secret agent Jim man. Super. I think I probably screwed that up. No. It's fine. That was great. Thank you. Wasn't that an Ace Ventura? I honestly don't know. I think it was like it's something that my parents used down. to sing to me. Oh! But I was never allowed to watch whatever movie that was from. I bet. So I don't know. I mean, it was in a few different ones, but I'm almost positive it was in one of the Ace Ventura films as well. Learning things about my parents, and they're not even here. My parents, the pastors, watched Ace Ventura probably well i mean it was a song on its own <laughs> oh okay <laughs> like it it wasn't specifically made for that you just movie. had me revamping my entire childhood I woofed up wowzer <laughs> i apologize no so we were talking about how you have you have an apple watch still mm-hmm. and there was just one evening when we were hanging out i just recognized you know you wouldn't necessarily be like farting around on it or anything, but I would always see you. What seemed to me like checking the time. I'm like, wow, am I that boring? Oh my gosh. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> right. Because when somebody checks the time, that classically is like a symbol for when can I what get out time of here? is it? When can I get out of here? How much longer until I can make a polite exit? Correct. I remember that. I wonder if that's something that they did a research study on, a little R&D. Maybe. Probably. I'm sure somebody out there has. To realize, like, oh, well, people keep checking their GD watches all the GD time. Anyway. But I do remember bringing that up to you, and I didn't even mean it to be more than a, are you super busy, or is there somebody super fun that you're speaking to recently? Because you're, you're checking your watch a lot. I can't remember if it was even like the very next time that you came over, that we shared some time together, you purposefully took it off of your wrist and you put it down onto the table. Mm -hmm. And you said, this was a distraction. 
I'm here to be with you. That blew me away. It blew you away? Yeah. Say more about that. That you have this piece of technology that is so super cool. And in my brain, it's like, you know, it's something that people choose to wear. Something that they're choosing to have on them. Mm -hmm. And want the use of. But you took it off and you said, no, I'm here for you. And that's... That's true. I still stand by that. And I get, and it, I mean, so I think that was the first time where I actually saw somebody choosing to be present in such a blatant mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. in my adulthood. I have to say, I think that was probably the first time that I made a choice like that to really be present with someone, you know, with anxiety or whatever I could come up with a hundred different reasons why I distract myself and why I think we all distract ourselves from things. And I was so unaware of just how constantly, I mean, every time I got a text from one friend who was just blowing me up, I would look at my watch and look at my watch and look at my watch. If it was just on the phone, super easy to ignore it. Put that bitch on silence Mm -hmm. and let it go. Right. But with the constant, the haptics, and I know you can silence it and yada, 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 but at the time it wasn't something that had even crossed my mind. So when you said that, I remember so distinctly thinking, oh my gosh, that must feel horrible for her. Like, here we are in the middle of a conversation and I'm looking down at my wrist multiple times a minute. How rude of me, first of all. And second of all, I'm diverting half of my mental energy away from the conversation that I'm actually having. So I'm I'm grateful. I have been grateful to you ever since then for bringing that to my awareness because it's allowed me to be aware of just how I'm choosing to spend the time I have with people. I never want somebody sitting across from me to feel like they're not the most important thing in the room. I want people to know that they have my intention, attention, whether I know them or not. I think that that's such an important part of just being human. And I don't want to be like a boomer and naysay all technology. (laughs) Yeah. But I do think that there's so many distractions through technology that take away from our friendships and away from our relationships and our connections with people that we don't even realize. I was out at dinner with some coworkers recently. We're all vaxxed. Every single person at one point was on their phone and the conversation stopped. And I just mm-hmm. looked around at the table thinking, this is the one time that we get to go out together put your phones away, please. Like, I don't know. I was aware of even that conversation of my watch because I choose to be present, which now that I say it like that connects me to mindfulness, which is choosing. Mindfulness is more than just breathing and (gasps) it's all about choosing where you put your focus, choosing to put your focus on the here and now, not something in the future, not something in the past, Choosing to put your focus, intention, and attention on the thing that's directly in front of you. I think that's called being present. Yes. Yeah. Being present. 
And I didn't mean to make this into <laughs> a much bigger... I didn't mean to take it into a much bigger realm, I should say. But yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you sharing the rest of that story and how how you've chosen to grow from that one moment. And I think that was just one little tiny part of our kickoff for being present within a relationship, a friendship. Because mm-hmm. um, there are other aspects of being present in a relationship, a friendship. I mean, which is a relationship. I don't know why I keep reframing. It's still a relationship. It is a relationship. So one of the other ways of being present that we kind of hit on was choosing to be present in a broader sense, Mm -hmm. which is, at least for me, this is what I'm thinking. Being present within your friendship with somebody enough to check in. Because our worlds, we all do live in our own little universe. It's a fact. We get lost in our own heads, in our own worries, in our own goings on. So to be present within a friendship is to also remember that there is a connection that needs to be nurtured. And not take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to be present within a relationship is to also recognize that it is something that needs to be nurtured. That's a healthy relationship. That being in a relationship, regardless of the type, requires you intentionally caring for it. Kind of like a plant. You have to intentionally water that. If you don't give it that connection, it's going to die. Relationships are just like plants. Yep. Relationships are just like plants. You got to care for them. You got to nurture them. Sometimes you got to cut away the dead growth. And you have to understand how much sunshine they may need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understanding how much sunshine they may need. You understand exactly how much sunshine I may need. And vice versa. It's so nice with you to be able to say, you know what? I love you, but I'm really sorry I don't have the energy to even move today. Can I cancel our plans? No excuses, no BS, just utter honesty, knowing that the response will be, yeah, of course. Take care of you. Take care of you. Knowing what those limits are. do you need anything from the drugstore? (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) I'll be right over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was earlier this week. I went, ooh, Mm -hmm. boy. My cramps be hitting real hard. All I want to do is take a bubble bath. And so we postponed it for a day. Yep. And that was fine. It was fine. Because even though there are expectations in this realm of our friendship, of this podcast, Mm -hmm. there is always this understanding that it's not just us blowing each other off for the sake of selfishness. It's... I still plan on following through. I just need some more time. Mm -hmm. And that's 100% okay. Trixie and Katya, I have a a screen grab of one of their videos where I think Trixie is saying to Katya, you're my best friend and I have no expectations of you. Didn't we already mention this? Oh my gosh, (laughs) we did. (laughs) You're right, we did. I apologize. No, I don't apologize because it's still valid and relevant. Correctamundo. It's the same thing. It's that same just deep acceptance, which is a form of being present with someone that 
this is where you're at right now and that's okay i can validate that experience for you and offer to go to the drugstore for you I'm, I'm doing the hallelujah hands as in like yes correct i agree completely but i also think that one of the other ways that you mentioned earlier about being present was really good um adjacent to what you were talking about with you and your coworkers, and you were witnessing mm. witnessing them on their phones but you'd mentioned you know if you are out and about with a friend at say a restaurant or a bar and instead of just leaving them in the dust or or you talked about yes oh yes i remember thank you so i had an experience pretty recently again we're still in the pandemic times and the Pantene pro v times the Pantene pro v times the panera bread times the panera bread times oh bread so I would, <laughs> just saying, how, what else can all the we p words okay. um so i was at, at at the same restaurant with these same group of co-workers and there was a gentleman there who one of them had invited she thought that he and i would hit it off and we kind of did oh god that's that there, is a, that's whole a whole other podcast that's a whole different episode that's a whole different episode i will never forget when he he and I were in the middle of a conversation, phones put away, having a really nice chat. And somebody came up to his other side and started talking to him. And he just said, oh, excuse me, Jacob, I'll be right back. And gently shifted his attention over to this other person, briefly chatted with them. They walked away. He turned back to me and said, I apologize. Or excuse me, no, he didn't say I apologize. He said, thanks for being patient. I'm back. I thought that was so lovely and brilliant to gently and politely say, hey, I'm not going to just abandon your our conversation to go talk to this other person. I'm going to acknowledge I'm stepping away and I'll be back. No one has ever done that to me in a bar setting like that or a restaurant setting where you just so gently acknowledge that, yep, the thing that we all know happens when you're with a group of people yeah. is happening and it's okay. And instead of feeling stilted or abandoned or whatever word you want to use, I went, huh, that was incredibly polite and thoughtful and very present that he excused his presence from me, shifted it to this other person and then shifted it back to me. And if he hadn't shifted it back to me, it would have been perfectly fine because he so politely excused himself. <laughs> like, how could you be mad at somebody with such etiquette? If only. <laughs> so even when you're in a group choosing to, we've, we've all been there when you're standing with a group of like eight to 12 friends, colleagues, schoolmates, you're all in kind of that circle and multiple conversations are happening rather than bouncing from conversation to conversation to conversation choosing to stick with one conversation and then gently backing out and shifting your entire focus over not allowing yourself to be distracted from oh i'm talking about this with this person but i just heard this thing over here that really interested me and just turning away you're intentionally choosing your focus in a polite way as well apparently this is now an etiquette podcast i'm feeling so seen so red i'm Are horrible you? 
I, that's me. I'm no, that that's person. That's me too. Because, well, we even have spoken about this. Mm-hmm. My short-term memory is mm-hmm. short-term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're but like I'm Dory. that person. I, sometimes to a certain extent. And I think it's because sometimes I get so overwhelmed with how many wonderful human beings I am around Mm-hmm. that I I want to be present with all of them mm-hmm. all at the same time because I don't know when this is going to happen again. I don't know when I'm going to see this person again or this person again or this person again. Especially these days. Well, not even these days, but in truly life because mm. crazy stuff happens True. all of the time. True, true. And we're old enough now to where we've had enough experiences where the unexpected loss mm-hmm. of a person happens more frequently than we would like to actually keep in our brain. Mm-hmm. That might be a gentle excuse, it might not, but I don't think I don't think it's an excuse at all. I think it's an acknowledgement that when you are in that group of people, of course your heart is yearning to be present with everybody, to be a part of everything. It's FOMO. It's a little bit of FOMO, I think. It's a l- a little. I'm not It's not the whole sure. thing. Like a fear of missing out of time with that person is where my mind is going with that. Oh, okay. All right. That's a different. Not missing out on like an experience or something, but a party where there's a lot of people and you want to be with all of them. I just enjoy a once. lot of people. Yeah. They tend to hang out all at the same time, all at once. It really spreads me thin. Oh. But it's... Like yeah. butter over too much toast. But I could also, I'm recognizing that I could also be better. I could be more polished mm. in recognizing this fact. And I could be better at making sure that I and this person that I'm speaking to feel fulfilled and comfortable breaking. Mm-hmm. So that I can go do the same with the next person. I could, I could very well get better at that myself. I think we all could. But I really felt like you were reading me. It felt like that. I know you weren't, but. I was reading myself because that's exactly how I am too. Literally mid-conversation at a party, I will go, what? (laughs) Without without politely excusing myself, without acknowledging that the other person is still talking to me, my attention gets pulled and diverted so easily that then I go back to that person later and go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was super rude of me. Now I will be present with you, which is like, here's your consolation prize that I'm acknowledging that I ignored you. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that about myself that I do that. I'm aware that I do it and I'm trying to change it. I think it, I hope that you were also recognizing that you going back to that person and saying, I am so sorry. I was really, what? what's the word for, my I, quick animal brain took over. My lizard brain took over. And, and <laughs> it I saw to, something shiny. And I need to let you know that I am sorry. <laughs> you, like you're, you, you're taking the time to do that. And that is something that's big. Coming back and repairing that relationship. Not, there was a rupture, there, a gentle rupture of me running uh, away. That's kind of assuming what they thought of that situation. But coming oh, back, fair. coming back to make sure that it's settled on a term, and we're good. Yeah, saying you deserve 
attention when you're speaking to someone. Yes. And I unintentionally diverted that away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did that to our backyard friends recently. Mid-conversation, literally, somebody came up and hugged me, and I went, goodbye. And didn't... (laughs) And it took 20 minutes before I went, oh, no, I was in the middle of a sentence talking to them. (laughs) Which then could we not also say that maybe this is turning into an etiquette podcast. But if you are getting ready to leave and you see that somebody is in the middle of a conversation with someone, because I I mean, not perfect. I've totally done this and I do it kind of a lot. I'm a bad interrupter on very many different levels. Anyway, but you're leaving so you come up and you say goodbye to them real quick instead of waiting a pause mm-hmm. saying, do you mind if I interrupt? May I interrupt? And then saying goodbye and then leaving them back to their conversation. We could get better at that too. I think that that's fine in my head. Doing if that you're is the leaving, way. That's fine. But most of the time I just go, bye! <laughs> oh, I see. I don't even do that. I'll just slip out the back gate. Uh, well... There are moments when that is the correct way to exit. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go. You just got to. It's fine. And it's fine. You just ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Was he ever here? We'll never know. Tell you, check any... social media the next day. Mm-hmm. There will be no photographic evidence. Are you a vampire? I am. Wait, that's mirror. It's not photographs. I thought it was both. Maybe old-timey photographs that use silver nitrate, but not modern photographs. Excuse me, science geek. Dream (laughs) killer. (laughs) Are we still best friends? Oh, you, what? You yoking me? You yoking me? Yeah, one bad joke won't send me over the edge. Uh, This is fine. Hi. I do that sometimes. I take a joke and make it super literal. But You're also, welcome. Isn't it because your brain kind of wonders, like, well, is that a thing? Wait, so if that's a well, because well, historically, that? like, I could see. I'm now you, it's a vampire podcast. What well, is happening? It's best friendhood. It's, it's our best, best friendhood. friendhood. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't that a thing? They were like, no, it wasn't. Photographs. I was almost wholeheartedly sure that that's part of the trope. Is like they don't show up in photographs. Do you have your I don't Search remember. Search engine machine? I do. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm almost positive. I spent like four years in high school being obsessed with vampires. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I mean, the kind that twinkle in sunlight. Nope. That was I well know, after that was, my high that school was me, years. That was me giving you a dig. Sorry, darling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dig. I was correct. No. And so were you. Oh. Silver kills or harms vampires because this metal has power against them. Therefore, silver devices such as mirrors and photographic film mm. don't capture them. Is there... there? Tell me there is not silver in cameras nowadays or cell phones nowadays. Think of all of the but crazy a, elements that are It's in a there. digital picture. There's it's still not... silver. Stop breaking my rainbow. Okay. I mean, right? Well, yeah, Totally. Absolutely. I'm sure know. that there's silver in those hunks of glass that disrupt us from being present with our friends. Speaking of hunks. Where are you going with well, that? I was trying to think, <laughs> what is Edward's? 
Emmett. No, that's his the one brother. you like. I like the doctor Carlisle. Carlisle. Oodalali. No, give me Emmett any day. I mean, also, Thank I you, appreciate please. his build. Mm-hmm. Emmett's build. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Sparkling my sunshine, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever saw the first movie. Oh, okay. Did you read the books? I read all of the books. Okay. I loved the books. And then the movies came out and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I realized how weird it is for a 100 something plus year old person to be going after a 17 year old girl. That's not okay. No. That's like a whole new level of, well, let's not go into that. Yeah. Also, it's not like they're going to go after one hundred year old mortal unless they're into that I mean, they are they are free to everybody deserves let love. their vampire flag fly so on that note we should probably take a little itty bitty break welcome back to best friendhood welcome back we missed you i missed you i missed you too so i want to shift our discussion a little bit from being present and vampires and sparkles okay. and whatever that was yeah, 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 yeah. to talking about being present with somebody when it's really uncomfortable to do so. So because that is important. I mean, as humans who have lives and connection to other things. Yeah, that's going to come up. Things where, get weird and things get hard. Yeah. Oh. Life is like that. You, I saw you. That was a gutter moment, wasn't it? It was. Appreciate it. Normally it's me. I Normally that's me. Nope, leaving that in, Holmes. All right. So yeah, because, well, I guess, no, I'd I'd love for you to pontificate a little Mm. bit, if you don't mind. I would love to pontificate more on that. Thank you very much for asking. Maybe I'll cut that. Okay, cut that. No, I'll leave it. Dang it. Okay. Uh, So being present with somebody when it's difficult, that's something that it takes a lot of emotional energy out of someone. And let me rewind. I've been thinking about this during the break. Yeah, because that's part of being present. Mm -hmm. Even when it's uncomfortable. Right. To be present. Because there are people, we've all experienced that, where sometimes people check out when it gets tough, when it gets uncomfortable when it gets hard when it gets real life happens and it's not always skittles and rainbows and unicorns as much as we want it to be on instagram or tiktok it's not it's dumpster fires and heartbreak and raw and being present with someone in that rawness it's difficult. It, it's honestly one of the things that <clears throat> that I attribute to the the deepness of our friendship is that we have been with each other through some really hard times, through deaths of incredibly special and important loved ones, through my breakups, like one breakup in particular that was really difficult and reflecting back or thinking back on you know the watch anecdote 
that was a lighthearted thing that you shared with me once when we were watching a TV show together, and you just gently observed to me that that's what I was doing. And that has carried on into, in my experience, having some really difficult emotional times and not knowing what to do with that. I've gone through therapy with like three really excellent therapists throughout my life. And there was something about that, that validation and that space that they provided for me that has meant so much and has truly changed the course of my life. With a friendship, though, through our friendships, we can kind of therapeutically connect with each other. But you have to be present to do that. And I remember when my most recent ex and I broke up, you were the only friend that had met him. And I was so excited for that. And that relationship seemed to be going so well. And then just life happened. He was doing his dissertation for his doctorate. I was doing my internship for my master's. And things just... Also, we had like a 600... No, 400 mile distance between us. It was really difficult. There were also some other things. There were some other things, of course, as with any relationship. Yeah. But those were the big ones that to me, looking back, I can say... Ooh, those were really solid reasons for that relationship to end. And that was really difficult. What I remember about the end of that relationship, though, was the presence that you granted me, that you proffered to me. You let me sit on your patio with you and just be in silence. And I probably cried. (laughs) Let's be honest. I'm a tearful guy. I have no problem with crying. Men can cry. But that presence that you gave to me, it allowed me to process those emotions, feel those emotions, and then move on and heal from those emotions. So being present with someone is more than just putting your phone away when you're at a restaurant, more than putting your phone away or taking your watch off or putting your phone on do not disturb when you're hanging out. It's giving that space to another human being to experience what they're experiencing and empathically be with them. Yes. I will also say it almost seems like my side of that time is gently romanticized. Hmm. Because I'll tell you, in my brain... I knew you were hurting. I knew you were hurting. I knew I was pissed. I also knew there was absolutely nothing that I could do to repair what was bringing you hurt. And it took me also recognizing, like, after a very long time, because I will tell you, like, it was just, I don't, I don't know what else to do besides just... Because if I were to try to say anything to you, you are a very smart person. You know all of the quotes and quips and strategic modes of helping your own mental health. But when you are in that mode, when a person is in that mode of just emotional turmoil, Mm. 
more often than not, whatever somebody is trying to tell you to quote unquote comfort you, it's BS. It's something that was on a Hallmark card. It's something that somebody gives you a hug at and then feeds you mashed potatoes. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's vacation. It's, it's funeral potatoes. Correct. Which are really delicious. They are so delicious. But there's nothing that you can say or do. Mm-hmm. Truly. I, I, in my mind. So to just be. To just be is enough. To just be a presence and to be empathic and to hold space for those emotions. I know I've said that a lot, but when I say hold space for, what I mean is not trying to fix it, not trying to rescue Mm -hmm. someone from those feelings because we can't rescue people from their feelings. Our gut may say, I want to make this stop. I want to make this pain stop. I want to make these tears stop. But is that really about them? Or is that about your own discomfort with experiencing their pain in front of you? And in my experience in that time was... It's an emotional lasagna that you're making. It's an emotional lasagna. Yeah. My experience was that I never picked up on a, a sense from you that you felt like you had to rescue me from those feelings. You allowed those feelings. Our feelings are like visitors. They come and they spend some time with us and then they go away. And most of the time, the other person has felt that. Mm -hmm. I think that's granted as we are further along in our life than younger people. Imagine, I mean, that's how that works, is it not? But yeah, and there were two things that I wanted to say. I'm only remembering one right now. Sometimes people just need someone to say, hear you that sucks Mm -hmm. that sucks i don't need you to fix it i just need you to recognize that i'm going through a really horrible time right now jumping straight to problem solving is something that we do we do so frequently it's either jumping to problem solving or trying to make them find the brighter side of things Mm -hmm. listen that's also not helpful i'm an optimist that's not helpful to me. Mm-hmm. I know there's a brighter side, but right now, me and my human feelings, I need somebody to recognize that I am hurting, that I am filled with emotions because as a human animal, they are tumultuous whirlwind of things. I want to, I want to punch a butterfly. I'm going to Slap some jello. I'm going to yell at an ant. And then I'm going to be fine. And then I'm going to be fine. But I need somebody there who's going to say, I know this sucks. They're not going to understand it completely ever. Because every, because we live in our own universes. Mm-hmm. But we can empathize through listening through validating yeah this sucks i see how much you are hurting right now i feel a modicum of your pain 
because I care about you, and seeing you hurt, I hurt with you. Not hurt for you, I hurt with you. Yes, that is the difference between empathy and... Sympathy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Ooh, woofda. And what a delineation. Empathy and sympathy are two very, very different things. Sympathy really amounts typically to pity. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Pat on the back and That's something that lasts 0.25. Sympathy does. Tots and pears. I can move on. Empathy is, I can put myself in your shoes, even if they don't fit just right, even if I don't know exactly or understand exactly what you're going through, I can put myself into your shoes. Let me bring you a hot meal. Let me help you do the dishes. Let me bring you some groceries. Let me vacuum your carpet for you. I've seen that you've worn the same shirt for two days. Let me do your laundry. Mm -hmm. That is empathy. Those are tasks with empathy behind them. Correct. Yes. That's not just empathy. Yeah, those were examples. Really solid examples, though. If somebody is going through it and they are depressed and really having a hard time, there's a good chance that they're functionally incapable of doing those things and so you offering to do that will either a don't even offer just just say i'm gonna come over and do this for you yeah because saying it like hey i'm gonna come over and do that that grants them the opportunity to be like no i'm fine if you ask how many of us would do that i would just say no i'm fine i'll get to Mm -hmm. it don't worry about it it's fine showing up and saying i'm "I'm doing this for you now presence is showing up for people. Yeah. Even when it's uncomfortable. Especially, I would argue. When, well, Not I say as... that. I say that, but then I immediately question it because, no, we can be present and show up for people even when it is comfortable. But when it's uncomfortable, that's when we have to lean into it and say, ooh, doesn't feel great for me, but this person is in a lot of pain. I want to be there for them. I think that's helping to recognize our humanness with each other, our human experience with each other. When you choose to still interact with somebody when they're not their best, when they're not fun, that's so heavy in the best sense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You made a really fun and cute face when I said, what I just said. What would you care to say? I did. You mentioned the shared human experience. Yes. And that reminded me of the concept of self-compassion. And so that face that I made was a reminder, was being reminded of. Not only can we extend that level of compassion and empathy to others, we can also extend that to ourselves. Through self-compassion, which isn't letting ourselves off the hook, and it's very different from self-care, but self-compassion, the three primary tenets are recognizing this is a this pain that I'm feeling is a shared human experience. I'm not the only one going through it. And through that, we find some external validation internally. Paradox that that may sound like. Woof, yeah. 
the other tenants might be one of dr Kristen neff's exercises is if you're struggling with like an inner critic or judging yourself for having those emotions or having those difficulties one of the exercises that that she developed is to put your situation into the context of your best friend if your best friend was having this situation don't talk about my friend like that how would you speak to them (laughs) Mm. would you speak to them the way you speak to yourself meaning would you say i shouldn't feel this way don't do this blah 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 like really critical or would you extend compassion to your friend and say i understand that i feel that be kind to yourself don't talk to my friend that way turn that back around to yourself treat yourself as your own best friend that's hard that's hard to be kind to yourself that's hard through that connection though through learning what it is to be with someone else and then recognizing that you can do that with yourself right but i love you a whole lot more than i love me some days same same and yet and also you deserve to love yourself just as much so the other two tenets of self-compassion are self-kindness versus self-judgment we judge ourselves like i said all the time 24 save and when we're in those difficult moments what we get from our best friend or our partner or our parent or caregiver yeah is kindness and that's what we would give to them in those difficult moments why not be kind to yourself stop judging yourself be kind to yourself the other piece is being mindful being mindful coming back to where we choose to put our attention rather than over identifying with the struggle your struggle in that moment of a breakup or a death of a loved one doesn't define you that pain Mm. will be with you but it will change but it doesn't define you that's i wow this is like the third time i felt red during this So, but I mean that because I I can remember, because in this last, well, last year doesn't really count, or even was it in this last year? I don't even remember. Nor do I. It has been such a kerfuffle. Mm Mm-hmm. But feeling that, because I had multiple losses very close together. Mm Mm-hmm. And I almost felt like a burden. And I did feel like the loss that was surrounding me represented me Mm. in that time Mm -hmm. probably because i didn't talk about it out outside of you and you are great especially in your profession you do a terrific job of not therapizing me (laughs) um so i hear these things it's so interesting being your best friend I think this is going to be the second time I say this. I'm the luckiest sweet lady around because I believe if I did not have you as a best friend, my brain would be swirling and my world would be so much different Mm. because I've had you to go through, through these things with and talk about and discuss and come to these 
healthier conclusions. So I'm so grateful that you bring like this kind of knowledge where it hits me for real. And every time I said, I feel like I'm being read, you have this quick little panic, like Melissa, stop. But because if I was a listener right now, hearing these things, I would be making this dumbfounded face. Mm. Like, that's a thing. That's a thing. This is real. I'm, this isn't, I'm not just alone in this. Thank you for bringing that forward. Human existence shouldn't feel so seclusive. It shouldn't. I agree. And, and we're not meant to be, be secluded from each other. Honestly, I, I, I know I've told you this before. I can't recall if I've said it on the podcast before, but I am who I am today because of our friendship. You and your generosity and kindness and ease with words and love and truth has literally helped shape me into who you're describing. You played an active role in this part of who I am, in this empathetic place that I try to live my life from. I learned that from experiencing empathy truly and deeply from you when I was going through difficult things. Do you know what I'm discovering right now? Hmm. Is that we were probably doing that exact same thing at the exact same time. For each other. I've always I've always known the person that I really wanted to be, mm-hmm. that I felt most comfortable being, mm-hmm. but it only happened in snippets or snapshots. Same with you. I got to go balls to the walls friendship style. I think we did that together. I think we did. And I've... Sorry, listeners. Again, this is called best friendhood because this is my best friend. Jacob is my best friend. Melissa is my Gosh, best friend. I mean... I'm getting teary-eyed over here. I just love you so much. And hearing stories from each other, well, I guess this is me just speaking to you. Hearing stories from you and delving into this friendship even deeper has, it's a Hallmark card the size of Texas. That would never be big enough. Hell, nope. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Even Texas couldn't be a big enough Hallmark card for the love and appreciation that I have for you. Another, that's the exact reason why we started this podcast. It's because we both have never experienced a friendship like this before, mm-hmm. and I think letting it be known that it does happen and it can happen the magic from it it's possible you know like people tell the perfect marriage and stuff i'm still not a believer in that but i think for me because a friendship is a relationship that has different standards Mm -hmm. even that's gross to say but i think that i mean it Perhaps I'm not quite describing it correctly. Different expectations or... Maybe that's... Mm, I don't know. Different standards. Well, here's the thing. Because who's to say what kind of... What 
borders you're supposed to put on a relationship of any kind. True. Who am I to try to say that? Who am I to accept everybody else's standards of relationships either? Or the boundaries. I'm not them. Or the boundaries that they're comfortable with. Right. Those are unique to each individual and each pair of best friends. Bing, bang, boom. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. (laughs) Why would we ever try to put more guidelines on each other when life is already hard enough? I want you to be the happiest that you can possibly be. And if I get to be a part of that, there's no greater joy. Well, if I don't get to be a part of you being happy, I'm going to find somebody. Thank you for making sure people knew that. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Jacob, I think this has been a solid episode. I think so, too. And I really... We had some lightness and some levity. and We've also had some very realness. And I really appreciate that, like... Um, we were able to delve in to so many different facets of being present Mm -hmm. because that is pretty broad just to say it is I mean that could be from technology from avoiding uncomfortable circumstances from from checking out if someone starts crying stand up thing or whatever yeah right yeah it could be whatever there's so many layers and different ways even when we craft Dear listener, we craft together. Oh, even yeah. just sitting in silence and painting—that's <laughs> a form of presence. What did it that we? What was it that we tried to do together? No, we we actually created it. Was that cross stitching? Was that the cross stitch bracelets that yeah. took like four hours? Yeah, we and we didn't speak to each other the whole time speak, because they took like, so hey, much focus. I'm gonna get up. Do you need more wine? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we just cross-stitched in silence for four hours. Never again. (laughs) Never again. Are you kidding me? I found some really cute cute patterns. Hey. Hey. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being. Be kind. Take care of each other. And find yourself some joy. Be present. Love you, bye! Love you, bye! Best Friendhood was edited by Jake and me. Logo by Jennifer Bate. You can find us on the social media. I'm talking Twitter and Insta at BFHpod. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And if you're feeling generous enough to help support us and possibly some better sound equipment, you can find us on Patreon at Best Friendhood. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh. That's how I end it.